Growing Up Dot Dot Dot, the podcast of extraordinary conversations with ordinary people. So what's that dot 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 about? It could be growing up Barinkin. It could be growing up podcasting. It could even be growing up in Charm City, wherever that is. It's also about bringing back the conversations we used to have around the water cooler or the coffee pot. Man, am I dating myself on those references. How about this one? You used to go down to the pub, grab a beer, watch some sports, and before long you were on a first-name basis with that stranger next to you. That's the kind of conversations we want to get back to. We don't care about your politics, your religion, your sexuality. Heck, we probably don't even care about the sports team you root for, unless it's not mine. Just kidding. What we do care about is what motivates you, what brings you joy, and who influenced you. Let's talk about the events and experiences on those crazy trips around the sun that have made you who you are today. With that said, the conversation begins now. Which is a beautiful stadium. Welcome back to Growing Up Dot Dot Dot, Episode 2, Mary and Joseph, the the First Couple. Let's pick up the conversation where we left it off in Part 1. And Memorial Stadium was a a dump. Like when when the Ravens first came over, Mm -hmm. when they were the Browns still. And they came over, and they were doing their games at Memorial Stadium. And we went to a couple of them, and my dad had, like, a couple tickets. And, and we're just like, oh, God, this, this stadium's terrible. It was like <laughs> the old vet in Philly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, now you see these new stadiums, and you see those old stadiums again. Like, people nowadays would be like, what? Right. I'm not going right. there. Like, <laughs> right. I get, no, I get it. I've, I've been there. Never been to a Ravens game, but I've driven by uh, the park of them. No, just the Oriole. They were with Bryce. Oh no, I'm sorry. Yes, I did. Oh, I did. My go- God. I did forget about. But that was a Seattle game. That was not a Ravens game. Seattle against the Ravens. Yeah, but that's right. We went to see. He wanted to <laughs> yeah, see but Seattle. At that, but you, at that point, they don't exist. You're, oh, you're there to see God. Seattle. We weren't there to see the Ravens. Senility excuse. Uh huh. Right. <laughs> Can I tell them what you brought? You know what arrived today? Now Joe has had a lot of problems since he's come home from the hospital in in May or I'm sorry June. But he's not, you know, he's not dead by any means, and he still does what he needs to do. Not quite dead yet. Today, at home, arrived a pair of beige Skechers sneakers. With Velcro. No, that is it is hook and loop technology. Hook and lap. Velcro. Dude, we're talking like I I, I think I married an eighty year old. Hey, you're just jealous. I'm not jealous. <laughs> you're gonna start Listen, eating it for. I don't know if you can see the these pictures, but I, I'm totally gonna send you one that I took of him holding this up because it's too good not to see it. And I just want to know what happened. That's all. <laughs> You know what happened? <laughs> we're going back. I they made me happy as a child. I liked having uh, the uh, those types. Of... A little cooler kangaroos. Or... Did you have the little <laughs> zipper on the side? <laughs> yeah. That would actually make them pass. No, these are like mall cruisers. That's they right. are horrible. Mall cruisers. Oh, thank <laughs> you. Yeah. They're horrible, Joe. <laughs> you are just so jealous. I am not jealous. I'm horrified and mortified all in mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. My father doesn't even have a book. I think we have a quote here from Joe. Let's, let's see if I can get this. 
<laughs> obviously I can't uh, put that on the podcast. So that was one thing I forgot to tell you. It's like, yeah, I have a tablet here. So, you know, music, songs, whatever we get. So every now and then we interject that in the podcast, but obviously when we go to edit it, that'll be beeped out. Cause you know, I ain't got the license for that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not quite dead yet for Monty no. Python. I'm yeah. not quite dead yet. I I'm love feeling that. better. No, you're not. I'm yes, I am. Better. Joe, I'm not even at the Velcro level yet. Yeah. <laughs> I I could be using those for competitive cycling. Yeah. That's well, it. yeah. Well, what? that's a normal thing for competitive cycling. Is thing? I I didn't tell you what I bought them no, for. No. No. <laughs> no. 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 Look at the picture. Okay, they're beige. They're beige. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be. There's beige and there's no clips on the bottom. Therefore, the Velcro straps are huge. I'm gonna be cruising the velodrome with George Sherman. You just wait. No, no, no. Those look like orthopedic shoes. Sorry. And he's so proud. Nope. Anytime I see somebody at work walking in like that i'd be like okay this one's gonna have to need extra attention pay extra special attention to that one yeah i I just i was horrified absolutely horrified yeah and i eat applesauce at every meal uh, yeah he's like come on we 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 gotta get out there for the uh senior hour there before uh, that's what i said the early bird special i gotta go at four o'clock you know what too bad you know, when not to not to go back to this, but when Joe first came home from the hospital, he was in really rough shape. So he had a feeding tube and a backpack, a little backpack thing that made life a lot easier, for sure. Yeah. You know, but one of the things that he had to do when he came home was to walk every day, and so I would walk with him every day, and some days were better than others, but. It was it was really rough, and I'm not not making fun of you not when tonight. I tell this story, but it's too funny not to hear. So when Joe was down there, I I got him some some fun pajama pants and stuff like that because you know try to lighten the mood after 22 days in the hospital. So I got him these wild pants that were blue with goldfish on them. Real jazzy. Yeah, it was really jazzy, real jazzy. Like goldfish, like actual goldfish. They, they look like goldfish all over him, like on his. Okay. Okay, so okay. blue and gold, uh, you know, pants that he has on in the pajama pants. So he had on those, mm-hmm. and then he had on like this. I don't even know what color this shirt was, but it totally did not go at all. Okay, and and when he came home from the hospital, he really needed a haircut, so I tried to give him one and. It ended up looking like a head of broccoli. Like <laughs> it was very sporadically cut. It was terrible. Oh, I did my best. It was absolutely atrocious. I did my best. So, so here's Joe, looking like hell with his goldfish pants on. His, very special is what I look like. <laughs> it looked really special. He looked like you should be wearing the full buckler shoes. And. He had on, he had his messed up haircut, and then he was carrying a bucket, okay? So he's got the backpack, the bucket, bright orange shirt, goldfish pants, hair that looked like hell. And he goes, are we going to go for a walk tonight? And I said, uh, okay. <laughs> You're like, I'm going to walk like, 30 feet you behind you. I don't know that guy. <laughs> yeah. No, I had to walk with him, and our road.
road, like, you know, it doesn't really get a lot of traffic, but that night, I swear to you, like, 30 people walked and drove past. People are like, what's going <laughs> on? We're walking, he, he has his bucket, and he's holding on to the cell phone pole. Yeah. <laughs> he's holding on to the bucket with his backpack. And looking like he's going to throw up and like five cars go past. And all the neighbors are like, why is she bringing homeless people here? What the, what, what's going oh on? Oh, my God. Yeah, it exactly. was so, it was, oh, it was a horrible experience. But, yeah. but I'll tell you what, nothing brings anybody closer than, than those experiences. And the buckets, yes, and the horrible haircut. <laughs> I, I look like a cancer patient. For well, you did look like a cancer <laughs> patient because you had hair, but... <laughs> I'm just sending you the local reaction to that chew. <laughs> even even Nixa does not approve. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, now she's looking oh really god. like. Wait, wait! Yeah. I heard my name. I did not approve the release of any still images. <laughs> You're so funny, girlfriend. It is funny though, because so to be able to laugh about those stories, but it's kind of funny that we we had a conversation last week, and we were talking about um, it was actually somebody that was into jujitsu, had learned jujitsu for a while and stuff like that. So that's where that conversation went. So that's that's where we can pitch. You know, you'll be uh, listening for the Chocolate Thunder guest on podcast. <laughs> and she's funny as hell. Yeah, that was her. That was her name. So Chocolate Thunder was talking about how, you know, like it was unexpected for her to get involved in this and um, how she got involved in it. But it's like, again, <laughs> until you're challenged with it, you never really know what you're capable of or what you're going to do. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, that, that was like a certain Super Bowl weekend that I uh, spent a lot of time in the ER and it wasn't me staring up the lights this time. Uh, yeah, Bad Betty there decided, you know what? Well, you know what would make a Super Bowl weekend more exciting? Going to the ER. Well, yeah, it was the ER. Just, you know, going to the ER for an extended Aww. period of time. Well, and then they finally put me in a room. Yeah, let, yeah, she went from urgent care to ER and decided, it was like, let's see if what your stress level is like. You know, mind you that a few years before that, I was in the ER for lack of sleep and stress level. So she just, you know. Wanted to see if Teddy's heart was still good. Oh. But again, similar to similar to your story, you know, my fa my father actually passed away in 2000 and um, of a heart attack and he was 60. So a couple years ago. Um, yeah. So last year, last Super Bowl, and, you know, I'm cooking getting ready you know like i started marinating food and stuff for the the game and on the sudden like my heart just like started racing and i couldn't get it to slow down so i've had that happen long story short and he's downstairs working on a wood shop project and so he has no idea what's going on and i'm like petting the cat and letting the cat lay with me hoping that will like slow my heart rate down and all this stuff and then he comes upstairs and I'm like trying all this stuff. And then all of a sudden, and I, I tested out the, uh, I did the blood pressure cuff and 
And I was like, okay, the blood pressure's a little high too. And then on the sudden, um, and you know, then then the the jaw started hurting and stuff. And I was like, am I having a heart attack? Like this is weird. So it just was an accelerated heart rate that it was about oh 180 for about yeah. six hours. Yeah. <laughs> so it was a little scary. <laughs> and they put me on. And then unfortunately, because when they finally they stopped my heart twice um, in the ambulance. When I left urgent care before they took me to the hospital, they had to do this weird drug and I don't advocate it. But I obviously I can say that now I know exactly what a heart attack feels like because it's they say it's different for men and women and women seem to feel it like differently. Like men usually have that left hand pain and like left arm pain and stuff where women don't necessarily feel that. And they can like go for a long time and not realize they're having a heart attack. And they feel like a flutter. That's what I felt like when they did that. It's like literally like I um, they're like and then the the paramedics totally warned me. They're like it's it's gonna freak wow. you out, and uh, and they did it, and they're like because it's like basically like a reset button for your heart to get the rhythm back in, and uh, yeah, and they had to do it twice, but yeah, it it's like on the sudden like there's just you don't realize it until it happens that when your heart stops beating like it's freaky your brain's going what 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 what, what's like there's no blood flow you don't there's nothing for a second and then all of a sudden it like and it was literally like a butterfly was flying up in my my arm and across my chest and all of a sudden everything just kicked back up and i was like okay that's like and um and then i had uh but of course, when I got to the hospital, unfortunately, then my cardiac indicators enzymes were high, so they weren't quite sure if I had had a heart attack or anything. So they had to keep me, even though it was better, feeling better and so forth. And, you know, the rhythm was back in, but it was a scary yeah, moment. I so, think so. Growing up, medical diagnoses. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's growing up medical stuff. Growing up, um, you can tell that what the age of the people in this podcast are <laughs> yeah well, well you know growing up you know my dad smoked in the car and we did everything no <laughs> no problem that's just how it is hell we rode in the back of the station wagon the way back of the station wagon facing the oh, wrong way yeah. <laughs> exactly that was the fun or, seat that was the seat everybody tried to or get. even the best was i think mine was the middle like in between, because you know, once they got rid, of, either they had the bench seat still in the front seat. Oh, remember those? Yeah, the like in the old mobiles and stuff, where the whole... some of them. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. Or you know, once the glove box, once that center thing came out, I would sit on top of that. <laughs> no, for me, it'd be like you know, three three people up in the front. Right. It's like just just <laughs> move that armrest out of where the kid kid can fit there. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. No. That's fun stuff. Yeah, in the back, that's right. If you had the really fancy station wagon in the cargo area in the very back, that had a seat that would fold up out of the floor. Oh, yeah. I was never in one of those. Yeah. That was like the real, that was the real big family that believed in the rhythm method, Mom. Hey, listen, you know, (laughs) we didn't have anything like that in my house. We just had a brick that held up a seat. We were a little behind. No, we never, even with a large family, my dad would not get a station wagon. We had the giant, you know, 
battleship size caprices and stuff like that. It's like, oh my gosh. Then you're just like, okay, who who gets the uh, center of, of the hump seat? Like, really? It's like, you get to sit, straddle the freaking transmission up. Yeah, I remember that. I don't even know if they have cars like that anymore. I doubt it. But everything comes back. Yeah, I'm sure somebody somebody will figure it out. They'll be like, wait, let's bring those battle land battleships back. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh well, they were they were comfortable. Yeah, as compared. They were comfortable. I wouldn't want to pay the fuel bill on them now. (laughs) They'd be like, but we can make it electric. Uh, oh yeah, you get you get a, a three miles to a charge, right? Yeah, and then and hope the thing doesn't burst into flames. It's like, well, I guess we should have used better quality batteries. Yeah, well, I don't no worries. They approved it some Chinese battery manufacturer in uh, Michigan or someplace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I always laugh at that stuff. Like, it's so much. It's like uh, obviously you've never actually seen how they mine this no, material. It's, uh, you know, with all great ideas that they think that are great ideas, they have very little comprehension about how things work or the infrastructure needed to support it or, or like you're speaking on how it's actually, how we have to get that material to make the new product. And yeah. And the sad part was uh, you basically have the hydrogen uh, fuel cell technology that's been in existence since the 60s in the moon program and I know they were going to do uh, one of the companies up here was promoting that and they had a whole project and the government mysteriously cut their funding like hmm you mean a proven technology that literally got them to the moon and back but it's not good enough for us to use to drive down the highway well you don't know all the moon landings were staged as I'll say yeah see I knew you were going at there you go Like it's going to happen you know not that I believe because that. it it was all it was all staged using the very technology that came from the moon right. landing. So it's like a time loop. One of those one of those uh, you created a paradox there. Yeah, I, I got in an argument a couple of weeks ago with some clown that was trying to tell me that I was like, you do realize there were six manned missions to the moon. You know, twelve men walked on the moon. It wasn't right. just one. You know. They staged them all again. Yeah, but I always laugh. Yeah, when those people like, well, they they did this and they did that. So Neil Armstrong was such a visionary that he is using technology that didn't exist till the seventies, eighties, and nineties to fake going to the moon. Right. That created the very leading technology that allowed the technology to make faking going right. to the moon. Wait, um, exactly. Uh, their their heads just explode at that point. And here, let's let's throw that out of the curve. And a good portion of it was done by women and black women. That technology right. and that mathematics came from the mathematics. Yes, yeah. I remember reading about. Yeah. And uh, you know, fueled by uh, you know an SS uh, former SS agent and uh... yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh yeah, there's there's a great meme online about that, accusing some other nation of like, well, at least they didn't use Nazis for that technology. And then it's the guy looking around like, um, yeah, yeah. No, my favorite's the one that said that they were mad about Elon Musk taking over Twitter. She's like, I'm disappointed that I have a Tesla. I just bought a Volkswagen. That's much better. And everybody's like, wait till you find out who bought, who founded Volkswagen. Oh, right, yeah. 
Yeah, and it's a serial-approved yeah. killer car. Yeah. Ted Bundy swore by the Beetle, you know. Well, that's true. I I do remember that. I've... Yeah, that's how we lure the women in. You know, I tell Mary, I tell Mary that all the time. You know that that's my other absolute fascination. People used to call me Clarice because of Silence of the Lambs because I yeah bad bad Betty's. You know, one of the things that. You know, I should have, uh, you talk about warning signs, maybe the fact that, you know, she follows all these forensic files and all these cases and murder cases. I'm like, hmm. hmm. Oh, my gosh. I, I just got that. I watched all the John Gacy stuff. I love that. And I'm reading a new. Oh, John Wayne Gacy. And I'm reading. The Killer Pre- Clown. That's where it yeah, came from. Yeah. And I'm reading the Ted Bundy. Uh, I lived with a with a the phantom Ted Bundy. Yeah, I just start reading that. It's very interesting. The one that she, uh, the the girlfriend that lived with him at the time, because she helped turn him in, I think, eventually. That's the one that wrote the book that I'm reading. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, but yeah, I read it you know a long time ago, but I was like, oh, that'd be just weird. Like she just started tying things in together, well, and nobody believed her. Like that's not even what got him caught. I know that's the thing. Is they're like, no, it's not him. He's too charming, and he's too oh right. This. He was well, just like Dahmer. He was equally as charming. He was a very well liked guy. Everybody seems to dismiss that. And then, and then he worked at a chocolate factory. Yeah. Which... <laughs> oh, it's not the one that just blew up. No, though. but they after no, no. I just bought candy from that one, Palmer. But yeah, but. I know. Well, and my family's from Burke, so I had to call my mom on the way home because that's actually in like a really residential area. So, oh, really? Kind of scary. Yeah. yeah, it's right there in a residential area. It's in West Reading, and there's houses and stuff right around it. Oh, wow. That have been. Did they say what happened? They haven't figured it out yet. They think it's a gas leak, but nobody reported a gas leak. Oh. But I only found out because I used to work at Reading Hospital and um, when I worked on the floor and the nurse educator that trained me posted up. She goes, as in, as in my 20 years as a nurse educator, I always use the example when preparing for a mass casualty incident, you know, with ED pre- um, preparedness is what if, like, say, Palmer Candy Company blew up? Oh, my gosh. And she's like, and then she turns on the news and she's like, ooh, shoot. <laughs> she planned it all these years. It finally came true. Yeah. <laughs> or she predict? no, she hasn't been there for, she hasn't been at working at Reading for a while. But yeah, that's just like, that would creep me out. I'm like, oh my God, like, I never. I think it's one of the chocolate rabbits finally got even, you know, <laughs> all of his uh, family that were eaten over the years. Yeah, it was the, it's either that or it's like it's an evil strike from uh, the Willy Wonka part two. This time he's pissed. Right, exactly. Well, we just bought stuff from Palmer today at Boscov. Listen, one of those got well, stuff because the they're probably, they're going to be on limited supply soon, apparently. <laughs> oh, my God. I love their stuff. I've been getting that, that stuff since I was a kid. Here's what's, so when I was driving home, like I said, I was talking to my mom about it. And I said, and here's the downside of working with. People that are former law enforcement and corrections. I learned an interesting story mm-hmm. that, you know, anything can be a weapon. And apparently, because the one guy goes, when I said to him, well, Palmer, it, it blew up. And he's like, and I was like, huh? Yeah, you can make a bomb out of that. Not, not that Joe would know anything about things that go bang. No, nothing. Nothing at all. 
No, I don't know. You know, no. Kids, do not try this at home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, we will probably edit this part out, right, but, exactly. you know, it's, it's interesting. We, we, we'll bleep yeah, out the, yeah. uh, and they use beep and beep, and then they yeah. beep. Yeah, he was a quiet boy. <laughs> Until he found out, you know, he could tell. Yeah. Because apparently, you know, I, <laughs> yeah, that I, I, I didn't know. Mary told me, uh, yeah, Mary told me it happened, and I didn't even know it. So I was like, wow. Given the industry that Bad <laughs> Betty's in, I, we don't need any of the alphabet soup uh, conglomeration showing up. No, no, right, right, and you know, the Twin Towers—that was an inside job. Yeah. Just so you know. yeah, yeah, every time it's like all these people. No, the best one on that was when a guy was telling me, it's like, and you know that jet fuel doesn't burn hard, hard enough to, you can't melt steel. I'm like, so at that time, my, my, uh, my former father-in-law was still alive and he was a former steel worker. And when he heard me, I, I said that around him one day and he's like, do I need to come up there with a baseball bat? <laughs> he was so pit. I'm like, exactly. he's like, are you freaking kidding me? It's like, I can tell you the exact temperature where steel bends and i know that we're the at what point jet fuel burns and it's a simple equation he says anybody who believes that yeah you can get a force at harbor freight that'll well and, steel, and, so and, the, and the, i know i i and when 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 the guy told me that i'm just like okay this is an example of yes there are such things as stupid questions yeah. that's a stupid question because then, then the other guy oh blah 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 this and that. i'm like they're suddenly saying that Duke wasn't properly fireproofed, and how they know that? Because I have the book that that covers the construction. I forgot the name of it. I got it on my shelf, right. and it came out years before this. And it had that was one of the controversies because at the time they didn't have a proper fire code, uh, and then they started coating some of the beams with stuff, right. but they never coated them all. So that was a known. And then when this book came out, uh, I don't know, it was like in the late 80s, early 90s, I have about the, you know, because it was just, I was just fascinated about the whole construction thing. And they even warned that that was always still a concern, that with that open floor plan, they really didn't know whether the fireproofing and their attitude was a fire just wasn't going to get that far out of control mm -hmm. where those top floors would be a problem. Of course, you know, back then, yeah, of course, they're thinking more like, you know, some dumb office worker smoking and sets a, a, a pile of paper on fire and maybe, you know, right. some office furniture goes up, not that scale. But yeah, every time you hear these these people, that's why no, I hate the term conspiracy theorists, because it's like, to me, it's like. The conspiracy theorist is actually a factualist, in my opinion. Right, right, and that's different. But the the traditional term, it's like no, these are not people who are using right, rational right. thought. There are what I like to right. say is skeptics. You should be skeptical about anything, and, and history has shown it time and time again. Obviously, we're we're not. You're never getting. I've been in events that were reported, and I look at the report, and I'm like, yeah, that's not exactly. Uh, one of them has to do with the uh, uh, anti nuke uh, protester. And a police dog, and it's on. It's a famous picture over there in Germany, and like, yo, they're unleashing the police dog on him. I'm like, no, actually, the police dog was sitting right there next to his handler, and the protester stepped back right. onto the dog's paw, so the dog naturally reared up and like let him know that that wasn't acceptable. Of course, they, they caught yeah. that picture right then and tried yeah. to claim that they were using the dogs. So I'm like, 
I'm a skeptic. It's like, and I've, uh, when it comes to certain subjects, it's like, you got to kind of show me, but I, there's a guy that I follow and actually he put it the best way talking about UFOs, for example, he said, don't be so quick to dismiss people's stories. It doesn't mean they're telling it. It's not that they're lying. It's they honestly have experienced something and this is how they right. interpret that experience. And once he said that, I'm like, wow, that's a great way to look at it. Cause it's like, no, there, I mean, we do know that there's people out there who make a, a living lying about anything and everything they can to, to, to sell books and all that. But your average person, when they say, I saw a ghost or I saw a UFO or I saw this, or I saw that they're relating what they interpret and what their brain could understand. And when you listen to it that way, it actually a, is much more, it actually becomes fascinating to me because like, okay, a lot of people are experiencing things. I'm a skeptic about right. what some of them did, but I can't dismiss it because I wasn't there. I, I don't know, you know, were they as sober as they said, or were they, you know, was that after <laughs> half a bottle of Jack? Don't know. Doesn't matter. They it. experienced something, right? And who knows? Maybe after half a bottle, maybe that's makes you more in tune with it. I don't know. We've had some weird things around here. Some nights where like something goes crashing and we're looking yeah. like, there's like, okay, there, there, there's no wind. There's not a temperature change. The house isn't settling. Is something crashes up in the attic. You go up in the attic and like, okay, either we had a really giant rodent. I mean, like, you know, dog size, in which case I probably don't want to run into it because that thing has not been touched, not been well, moved. I, I and it's going, been exactly. It's like, but going back to like the, the 9-11 thing, I think the biggest thing, for me, remembering it and as it transpired and crazy theories I've heard at Inside Job, I think the scariest thing is that, you know, for all these supposed educated and influential people and all the money that they spend on national security, that nine clowns with razor knives took over three planes and categorically, you know, hit three different, you know, two different targets, realistically, four planes, actually. It just amazes me that that happens and nobody questions it. Like, that is the biggest intelligence failure in, in like, recent times. Right. Ever. And, oh, it was a huge intelligence. The thing was, uh, the one guy that explained it to me says, the biggest problem wasn't just the intelligence failure. It was because in the community, they simply can't comprehend simplest tactics. They's like, these people are too stupid that they couldn't do. It's like, no, but right. we'll look at when they, they rammed the freaking Navy destroyer with a, a rubber boat. Like, you can't do that. Oh, yeah, the, the coal. Yeah. The, the coal. Yeah, that's it. And it's like, you know, every time that they have these things, they keep forgetting. And it's like, uh, I like how one guy put it um, when we first went in um, into the 20-year war, <laughs> how we were once again relearning and remaking the same mistakes that, and he said, gee, if there was only a book that told us the right way and wrong way to do helicopter insertions into hot landing zones, I wonder, it's too bad we don't have any experience in that. And he was pointing out that they, no, yeah, that special forces had to relearn all the tactics from Vietnam and made the same exact mistakes over and over again with the convoys and everything else. Because again, we keep expecting, we have the high technology, we've got no. the, the, the high-end uh, intelligence agencies, 
that no average schmuck in the village is going to be smarter or that some, you know, seven guys came over from, you know, the desert and there's no way they could apply themselves enough to learn how to fly and use common cell phone technology to yeah. and airline schedules to basically work out a coordination pretty easily. And you know what? They probably had a watch on that they could set a time and like, <laughs> given your average aircraft flies at this rate, about this time is the time to do this. And yeah, yeah. you're right. Our, our intelligence people, the problem is they're looking for these super complicated, you know. But they never happen. Uh, they never ever happen that way. It's always. It's thing. never happened that way. No, it's, it's just like a serial killer. It's always a guy with a nice lawn, the least suspecting guy, you know, and all the time. Time after time yeah. after time. And, after, and time right. after time, even the, the, the portion of the FBI that, you know, like the profilers and stuff, they can give that profile and, you know. And they're usually wrong. Cause... No, they're actually, a lot of time, sometimes is on point, but they, they get ignored. Remember the, down there, the, the Baltimore, Washington area, the sniper. Oh, the, yeah, the DC sniper the, out of the, the trunk of the yeah. car. That wasn't yeah. a serial Technically no, not. But that was a, that was yeah, an that example. Was a the one. profilers absolutely insisted it was some white supremacist, this and that, and that, and it was like, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, it was a father and son for sure. But um, I think recently, I'm talking years ago. Like the profiles recently, actually were years ago. <laughs> but no, I'm saying like recently, like with the same thing with the. Boston bomber, the Boston Marathon bombers and stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, and that look was... at that. I mean, again, you know, he, the, the device that he was using, you couldn't have done that. I'm like, really? That's, you know, I, I'm not saying that we ever did stupid things growing up, but, you know, we did stupid things growing up. And yeah, it's like, exactly. And, and it's just amazing when people are like, there's no way he could have done that. And this and that. I'm like, okay, either you lived a really sheltered lifestyle. <laughs> Or you've not taken any risk in life because, you know, you would find out that lots of things go boom, even when they're not intended oh, yeah. to. Have you watched that new Netflix show on the Malaysian uh, airline disappearing? No, we don't have Netflix. Oh, you should get it for that. Just for that. Because <laughs> that, that, you know, the airliner that's been missing for like a decade now that they don't know what happened yeah. to. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it is yep. a, it's a great show. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I heard something about it recently, and that was like... No. That that one's a, another one of those, and that's where also people say, oh, well, how could that happen in modern day and this and that? It's like, look, literally, in modern day, I can, I can walk a mile from my home and have no cell signal, and people are like, it exactly. doesn't happen anymore. It's like, uh, yeah, yeah, it does. It happens a lot. Not to say anything negative about the current generation, because some of them might be listening to the podcast, and great for you if you are, but let's face it, <laughs> a lot of them are... You gotta remember. A lot of them for, are, on one hand, really tech-savvy in that they know how to use the tech, but they're yeah. completely tech-ignorant in not understanding the pitfalls, the, the weaknesses, and that it's not as universal as they think it is. Exactly. Well, that and they and their brains are not wired like ours, where they have no um, independent thought. Yeah, like they 
you know, exactly. They, they yeah. could never go out yeah, and do something. Well, you can't teach independent thought. You either have it or you don't. Yeah, you you either had to grow up and 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 you know, go hang out with the with your neighbors who are tearing down a car or, uh, you know, the, the one guy in high school who may or may not have been creating a, uh, item that's sometimes used to also support heart attacks or, uh, you know, other explosive activities and drying it on his parents' furnace. Just saying (laughs) the the fact that he did not send his house up into orbit is still an amazing story to this day. But yeah, the stupid yeah. things that the people I hung up with. Maybe he was partially responsible for the fake moon landing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I think that you're right. You can't teach independent. But the other part of it is, there's no. You're not encouraged to either. You're like, I, I know some people yeah, they, who teach. They, they, they can't. They can't think outside the box. I've worked with so many, and it's like I don't want to think, throw that out there. Like I worked with so many young people and sound like that person, but at the same time. Like, my nieces and nephews are pretty good. I don't work with them. Um, my niece is a helicopter pilot for the Navy. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll, we'll forgive that. Um, but uh, <laughs> her and her husband. Story for another day. Um, but they're, you know, like, my nieces and nephews are pretty cool. Oh, yeah. There's no thinking outside the box. Like, you can't. In, I've. Like well, reiterate. Thunder, come on. That she, well, she no, not is. her, but I don't know how young she is. Yeah, that's true. She was very vague on that. The rule that was is no longer what is. And they're like, and they're still. I, I, I really think, yeah. <laughs> yeah, beep. yeah that, that, they're like, and, there, and there's another reason why she's called, you know, Bad Betty, because she likes word a lot. Just, just, you know. I, I still yeah. I still say if they no, she says they can't think out of the box. I, 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 I go one step further. It's like they don't even know what the box is. It's like, you know. Right. It's like, wait, there's a box? Where's the box? My stapler. You know, like, okay, just no. Just, it's seriously concerning to Because they be literally honest. cannot I do some of my best work in a box, so yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> and there's God. that. Okay, we won't go. <laughs> This is going to be a 21 and over. And now we're going back to Flash Gordon. Yes. Oh, my God. I didn't even know what he meant because it was about five seconds ago. I thought you meant like in a whole. Oh, God. The following podcast is rated R for adult themes. Sexual innuendo. Adult supervision is recommended. Like from digging, I didn't realize what. This is not your parents, Mary and Joseph. Just, just so you know. No, it's not. Oh my god, we didn't even touch on anything that we wanted to touch on. What did you want to touch on? Oh my god, I try. So now, now you understand. This is what it's about, and and we're not opposed to having people come back. But uh, this is this is what yeah, growing up dot dot dot. um, I don't know. We'll uh, growing up dot dot dot. 
to the point where you buy Velcro shoes. I don't know. We'll come up with something for the episode. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, the time just went. Just yeah so the I'm going to hit, like, so wow. here's what we're going to do. I'm going to hit the yeah. exit out, uh, but stay on the line. We can talk a little more, but this is, just gives us a marker on either end uh, for it. So uh, with that said, this has been Growing Up Dot Dot Dot. As always, if you enjoyed this episode, leave us a five-star thumbs up something, an emoji, if you hated it, leave five stars anyway, because maybe your neighbor will then foolishly listen to it. Seriously, the AI doesn't care if you give anything less than five. It just ignores it. And this is Teddy, and she's Bad Betty. Wishing you a good one. Until next time. And growing up, dot, dot, dot. All rights reserved. <laughs> <laughs>